you're gonna want to bring this closer herman like don't be afraid like the whole thing you can twist it move it but you want all right all right, all right, all right yeah yeah, all right, yeah there you go there you go all right, all right. uh all right so special time chris is out on a little vacay so we're gonna bring in two team leaders levi and herman uh these two gents and i approximately what three weeks ago a month went to honduras together has it been a month already it it feels like one of those things that happened like outside of space and time i mean it did because we were coming straight out of that pandemic and it's been a psychotic time but but yeah i mean we jumped on a plane and we went to honduras and i wanted to bring you in a couple for a couple reasons we have a lot of footage that we're going to put together but before it got too far down in a way before we forget all of the details of it uh, I wanted to get you all in here and just kind of talk a little bit about it and see what the experience was like. Some of the things that I'd hope everybody could take away was what is different when you experience a coffee origin versus hear somebody talk about a coffee origin. Yeah. And what is it about what we do from your perspectives that feels special and I don't want to I don't want to plant any seeds you don't even know what I was going to talk about you just know we're going to talk about Honduras so truth be told they don't they don't really know where we're going where I was going with this except for we're going to talk about Honduras perfect so I mean I guess maybe we'll start because Herman you said you were nervous so we'll make you talk first that'll help you just jump right out of this what was the experience like leading up and then jumping on that plane and landing like what what was that what was it feeling like we're in the middle of a pandemic it's been kind of a crazy year here. You all have been working your asses off, uh, along with Nicole, our third team leader, to get this place stabilized. Like, what, what was the experience of, okay, we're going to go on an, our first origin trip since March of 2020? Well, to be honest, when you first called me and you told me, it was funny because Levi had called me before then, and he already knew. And then I had just got off the phone with him. And you called me and you told me, I was like, hey, real casually, do you want to go to Honduras? And I was like, Yes. And then I called Levi back. He's like, yeah, I already knew when I called you. I was like, what the hell? He calls me all with team leader stuff. He's like, Yo, we're worried yeah. about this and that. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, totally. Let's solve some problems. In the back of my head, I'm just holding this gold nugget. Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, and then I called him right back. You bastard. You knew the whole time. <laughs> and then I honestly, until... A day or two prior, I had no room for excitement. Like, we've been crushing and going in the cafe. He and I had been working, and I was like, are you, he's like, are you excited? I'm like, I'm not there yet. Like, I still have lots of things to, like, crush before we could leave. Finally, we get, like, day or before, and I'm packing, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Like, we're going, and it felt, you know, you get that classic, like, I'm not going to sleep because I'm going to go on a trip tomorrow. I'm very excited. I'm packing. I stay, I like slept maybe a collective like three or four hours. Yeah. Uh, and then you call me and you pick me up in the morning and we go and got we, on the plane. We knew nothing going into it. I mean, it was like, you're going to Honduras. Cool. Do you have any questions? Like, no, I think I just want to go into this thing with nothing. Yeah. You're like, we're staying. It's like, really doesn't matter. You can tell me whatever you want. I'm not going to remember any of this. So yep. I'll see it when I get there. That was kind of my favorite part. And like, usually I don't travel like that where I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to hit all these places. But like, I was really just like, no, dude, like, I'm just going to go. And like, you didn't tell me anything. I just knew we were going to go do awesome things, which was that was a little part. intentional. So yeah, I, do, I didn't tell them anything except for here's our flights. And here's the amount of time we're going to be gone and make sure you have your passport and your vaccinations. And that was essentially it, which vaccinations meaning COVID-19. So we could get into the into the country. But, yeah, I intentionally did that for a couple of reasons, just because 
you experienced, you both have been to coffee origin regions before. So you went to Weiwei Tanango mm-hmm. and you went to Colombia. Yeah. Did you go to Huila? I went to Bogota and Papillon. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and you both have curated, yeah. yeah, curated trips with importers, which I think you got a little bit more rustic version, but typically they're pretty, pretty pampered. Like they, they give you really nice situations and this even though it's really nice, it's kind of a different thing altogether. So I didn't want to plant any seeds and be like, this is going to be anything but fun. And and maybe I wanted you to get there and kind of see and feel what I always kind of try my best to express. But, I mean, you've heard me, both of you have heard me talk about, and Chris and Charles and Grace and Jen Swen now, Honduras, in our own way, what was it like? Feeling that and seeing that, I guess we can start with you, Levi, for the first time with your own eyes. Well, I think, so first of all, the difference between Colombia and Honduras was, one was I was being shown Colombia through the lens of an importer who was looking to give us an experience, whereas this time we got, I wouldn't go as far as to, I wouldn't say... We got a, it through the perspective of the producer, but through somebody who works at a mill processing specialty coffee day in and day out. And we got to see what those relationships look like and how he fosters those relationships and how much care Benjamin puts into like the community in general. And I was not prepared for the level of intensity that came with those relationships and I wasn't I mean I'm honored that I got to go but it was a much more intimate experience right yeah Yeah, how about for you I agree with you completely like the first time I went I went with a bunch of other cafes as well like when I went to Huehuetenango in Guatemala it was very similar in like rustic like this time like I actually stayed at someone's house Mm. when I went and it was kind of cool he had a really like really big house with lots of rooms it felt a little like ratty hostily but like it was cool but we stayed at someone's house and we ate at we had dinner at like some some of the people in town's house Mm. which was very similar but like this one felt a lot different because it was just the three of us right and we were going and we were cat and cloud together Mm -hmm. and I was kind of timid in the last one because I would like you sent me and I was a part-time guy yeah and I was like I can't believe they're sending me to Guatemala and I was like so honored not that I wasn't honored this time like I was it's just different it's just different yeah and like this time I went and I was like I am cat cloud like I am here like we're gonna connect and we're gonna talk to these people who spend their entire lives doing this Mm -hmm. and it felt very very special to be able to connect with them Mm. especially in Spanish like directly and I didn't need an interpreter and like I could just talk to them and they could just talk to me and I could tell that they were doped. Like it was, it was very, very, I felt like I made friends. Yeah. Aside, you know, we're you business really partners, but like I did make friends. I yeah. got some of their numbers. They've been like, they've texted me a couple of times, asked how I've been. It felt really, really special to be able to connect with. Well, even just people. having you on the trip, had yeah. I gone without you and just with Jared, right? I wouldn't, nobody would be representing Cat and Cloud as fully with our entire like verbiage and lexicon and mission, vision, values. The point gets across with the way that you guys have like built relationships with each of the producers, but he's able to speak into them in in the language that they're used to speaking. Right. And there was something so powerful about that. I mean, sitting around a table for two hours with you, 
just watching body language and being fully engaged in a conversation I can't understand was something really special. Oh, it was, yeah, it was amazing. And major props to you. It is absolutely different for them, the, the, the farmer partners of ours, to hear from the mouths of the people we're working with versus hearing through the translator, Ben Hameen, who they believe in, obviously, and they trust totally. a shit ton, as, as you picked up really quickly day one. So we got there really, really late, by the way. Super tired, long day, which was better than flying through the night. So we just saying we've had this history of doing red eyes. This was awesome to get there <laughs> late at night versus at um, six in the morning and then do a full day. But that first day out, it was like immediate, right? The thing about Ben Hameen is that town, little town, Peña Blanca, on Lake Yohoa, right next to Santa Barbara Mountain, is his hometown. And he's been there and his family and generations and generations of people that have been tight have been there for a long time. So the town is clean. Everybody looks out for each other. And he very much is like the unofficial, it feels like mayor of the city. He totally seems like Mr. President and mayor. Yeah. Like and y'all jumped, y'all obviously noticed that really quickly, but people are used to him kind of being the liaison. So it's almost like when you're with your significant other and they tell you something cool over and over and over again, it's a little bit less cool. And then somebody like us comes in and is like, you know what, you should try this thing. And they're like, yeah. And then your wife's like, why didn't, I told you this like six months ago, dude. Uh, it's almost the same thing I think that was happening then is like your ability to communicate directly for the company. And sometimes literally for me when I'm trying to speak, cause I, I have to learn Spanish better. And for Levi, it was really, really powerful. So I was really thankful to have you there. And I didn't, I didn't realize how much the impact would be until I was watching it. But some of that is just you and you being really caring about what we're about and actually identifying with our culture. So also shout out to you for that. Thank you. It's not as simple as just bringing a Spanish speaking person. You were you were speaking from the heart, and people can see that, which is, I think, a gift of yours. You yeah. connect on the floor with people like that in the cafe as well. I'm more of like an operational, let's get this stuff done, construction worker kind of guy. And you have such a genuine curiosity about people's lives, and it shows. And, like, I mean, there's no greater inspiring connection by creating memorable experiences than showing up from halfway across the world and talking coffee with the people that actually produce it when we're like, your name is on our bag. Like I've said your name, your name a thousand times and I've never met you, but I rep you like, like there's no tomorrow. It's like Damien Chavez, Wilson Morales. We all know the names, but to like actually look into the eyes of the producers that are making that coffee I mean, it's insane. And you just handled it so gracefully. It was, it was awesome. You set up the heartstrings for both of us. And well, but I mean, speaking of you, I mean, you were like the, you were like the friend of the children. Like every time we were around all the kids, they were just flocking to you. I'll tell you this much about Levi. The farmers, they couldn't like talk to you directly, like, right. Like they could to me, but what they really enjoyed and they watched you, they're like, Oh, he's really good with his hand. Like they could tell you were crafty and like that. They saw you in the way that you interacted with the space and everything they did. And the couple questions they asked, they're like, Oh, I'm like, yeah, you give him a couple times. Well, he'll turn this whole place around, make it look beautiful. He'll have it running like a machine. And he's, he's great. Like, and well, they were like, really? the one language I could speak was like hard work and, yeah. and work ethic, right? <laughs> so You're it was on like, construction vibes, y'all. That's built. Really right. Nice and then it. even like you said, with the dad vibes, it's like, oh, I know how important it is that when I show up that like mm. somebody greets my kids and like treats them as much like adults as they need to be treated. Sure. And 
those kids, as soon as you like broke through the wall of like, I'm somebody that's here to buy your coffee and was just like, I'm willing to be a goon with you. Oh, for sure. And just like goober out and like play and scare and like, I mean, you, you kind of have to act everything through body language. So you essentially kind of, mm-hmm. you're just literally clowning around with them. Right. And it was so much fun. That, I mean, you'll see in some of the footage, I'm sure I've got you running around with the kids and yeah. let you build, you know, you'd build little Lincoln log out of the, their firewood, you know, make a little fort for them. It was awesome to see you both really interact. I guess we should probably jump in a little bit to how it went and talk through the experience. I mean, day one, <clears throat> we drive up to El Cedral and we meet Wilson Morales to start the day. And I mean, just whichever one of you wants to start it off. I mean, walk the world through what it's like to get up there for the first time. Cause I know there's a few things that you said to me that I'm like, yeah, it's really interesting. The first time you're up to experience like the proximity and things like that. So I don't know. You want to get after it? Either one of you. I found it immediately odd that as we were driving through the neighborhoods that we could point out different people's homes and it would be like, yo, so-and-so works here. This is his home. He produces for such and such lot. Verve buys that coffee. So-and-so produces for such-and-such lot. Dune buys their coffee. And and connecting the people with the companies that have been supporting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew that was happening, but to see them all on one street blew my mind. And then we hit Damian Chavez's house, and we we're passing by. I'm like, we're passing it. You're like, we're going to Wilson Morales. He's at the end of the block. I'm like... They live one block from one another? <laughs> no way. Yeah. I pictured them in two different locations in Honduras, and essentially they could, like, high-five on the way to work. Yeah. Yep, yep. That speaks to the microclimates, right? Because Damien's Coffee, which I know we could t- talk a little bit about, like, the literal locations, and you guys can share that there's two, soon to be three locations where we get this coffee, but the microclimates of the areas so close to each other where the coffee's planted and how they taste. Like, Damien tastes very different than... Uh, Wilson Morales that's different than Nelly and Guzman and I mean Nelly's a whole different part of the mountain but isn't that crazy that they can be next door neighbors and one because of Pacas being a variety versus Parayanema those flavor profiles though so close together so different it's vastly different yeah yeah it's crazy, but it's a lot like wine. Sure. Yeah. It's essentially Absolutely. the same yeah. thing. And uh, if you drink wine, you can get 10 different wines from the Santa Cruz Mountains, and they'll all taste completely different. And we don't think that's crazy. Sure. But then when I'm actually seeing this many farms for coffee right next to each other, mm. it it's the same thing, and I just never really realized it. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without 
without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. How, how was it for you? I mean, we get up there I mean, and we start walking. That right? was the day one, remind me, because it's been a little bit. Yeah. That was the day we picked up the birdhouses. So day one on the way, we pick up the birdhouses. Yeah, we picked up the birdhouses, and I was like, okay, we're doing this. It's kind of cool. Yeah. We picked up the birdhouses, and it was kind of interesting because... For me, like I, I showed up and I'm like, this looks like Latin America because sure. I've been to Latin America several times and like my family's from Mexico. So I was like, this looks like Latin America. So mm-hmm. it felt pretty homey and like I, I knew the people. Yeah. But it, like I got to like meet like, oh, I went with Benjamin inside to pick up. He's like, oh, you're coming with me? I'm like, yeah, I want to come in. I want to yeah. meet. I want to get to know. Right. And he was like, oh, OK. Like, OK, yeah. I, I see you because we were still trying to get yeah, to know each other. That was the very beginning. Yeah. Right. And he's like, who is this? Guy? He was like test gut checking me a little bit. Like, is he really this nice? Like. <laughs> it was kind of interesting yeah. and then he started introducing me and i like was saying hi to everyone like got to meet his cousin and yeah forget who else was there i think one of his uncle i can't remember but it was really really cool and then seeing how tight knit everything is in that town was so cool he's like oh yeah that guy's second cousins with this guy and like yeah. he does that and they like help each other out and then we went to go drop off these like birdhouses that they laser cut well, i was like oh which i thought it was interesting like like laser yeah. cut these like Pretty birdhouses <laughs> and he's like yeah i'm like laser cut birdhouses yeah. and they're like and well, they built them at the car shop yeah right so, yeah. so benjamin's cousin has a car a shop where they work on cars not unlike here but with actual tools and <laughs> they're in the background this track um anyway yeah. and then they're going next level you and, like that over there. And then we went to go drop them off. And it was it, the funniest thing was for me, it was like we, these birdhouses look so cool, right? Remember who we dropped them off to? It was Dam- one of Damien's relatives. It was his Damien's brother. brother, brother. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Leonel Chavez, which yeah. we'll have his coffee this year. We'll do a Chavez Brothers release. Oh, yeah, that. These that birdhouses cool. looked like a, like a childhood drawing of a birdhouse. They were like perfect. perfectly square with a perfectly like gabled roof. Mm-hmm. And like it was legit. The quintessential birdhouse with the small hole in the middle. Yeah. The 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 interesting, the most hilarious thing for me was that obviously they're trying to invite like native wildlife. They're doing it to like try to like create this ecosystem around the coffee and not just yeah. have it be coffee, which felt special in their intention. But the most hilarious thing was that when we get to Damien's brother, he's like, "Oh, the holes are too small." And he's like, "Why? Like you'll get birds in there." He's like, "I know, but I wanted them for two cans." Yeah, the two cans <laughs> and the quetzals. <laughs> At the top of the mountain, which is what Lionel did and does also as he leads these treks to the top of the mountain. Top of the mountain is all national park, so it's protected. You can't grow coffee above. Essentially, one of the highest spots is one of Damien's plots of land, uh, and he calls it La Cazales. But yeah, it was a very funny moment because he was was. happy, but he was like, but I wanted two kids. He's all, make them bigger, Ben. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the day we we took yeah. the birdhouses. Took the birdhouses. We said hi to to Damien. We'll be back later. And then we went to see Wilson and walked his farm with his squad. Got yeah. Uh, coconuts. We, yeah, they they like met us with these coconuts, which was their like offering of like, yeah, here you go. This is like welcome to. That was our the first thing. for me. That was yes. cool. We're just standing around the wash basin with like a huge, huge coconut. Yeah, huge. Massive. Yeah, so tight. 
but talking to Wilson and the guy, I forget his name. What was his name? Do you remember the, the older gentleman William? who was with him? I don't no, remember. William, I'm almost positive it's William. Or that's he, the, He's a lawyer. You know what? No, William is the typically the farm manager. He wasn't there. No, it so was William the older was there guy. Last I year. totally forgot his name. I know, I but so I do remember he was time. a lawyer, and you were getting deep into good conversations with yeah, that. Yeah, and it was it was he's he was still a lawyer, but he was like getting down and yeah. like he loved. They both like you could tell that they were working professionals. Yeah, because they were very intellectual with the way they they spoke about things. Yeah. and you could I connected with Wilson in like I was like, okay, who is this guy? I was trying to get to know him, like asking him a bunch of base level questions. Yeah. Because it, it, that's like what you have to do because I've never met him in my entire mm-hmm. life. I've said his name a million times, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> and they're very intellectual and like they could, you could talk to them about very ethereal things mm-hmm. and talking about business and like what it meant and what we do and why we do what we do. They, they understood. And actually Wilson really gets it. Like mm-hmm. he understands and he follows us on Instagram and He's so tuned in to what we do, and he's so stoked to work with yeah. us like we are with him. So the thing about Wilson and Damien is it's almost, I really connected with, well, I connect with both of them a lot, but as you noticed, Damien and Chris had this really deep connection, and I felt like Wilson was like, he's the innovator guy. He had all these ideas. So he and I were getting on like that, and then Chris and Damien just have this like, this bond vibe, which I, I also, I also have, but there's like a, you know, like yes. it was like a Wilson and Damien. And that was Ben Hamine was like, you guys are going to have great relationships with these two people to start. And they were our original uh, two relationships up there. So yeah, it was interesting. Cause I, I also noticed that with Wilson is really intellectual guy with all these ideas. He works as an agronomist for the, for the national forest service as well. So he plants a lot of endangered trees and things on his farm which i thought was really cool as well yeah um geeked out on that stuff his farm's name is finca aurora too which is my daughter's name so i also kind of like just felt real connected and we didn't know that going into it so um that they're really really i mean great guys and i i really enjoyed that lawyer as well he had such an awesome presence about him obviously i couldn't understand he knew a lot he, like he knew a, a lot, lot and he, I was just surprised. He's like, Oh, he was telling me about all these bugs and like he really wanted to connect with us, but you yeah. could tell he's like, This isn't my place, but like I want to talk to you and I was like, I was talking to him and yeah. was, we gotta taste some raw beans. Yeah, we gotta taste some raw beans. Red bean. Very, um, very professional. Yes. Like yeah. when we walked yes. up, it felt like a professional setting yes. almost immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um and then Herman started like, you know, making small Open talk. Him up. And next thing you know, we're on the top of the mountain yeah. and uh Wilson's like, you guys want to jump for a photo? That was the <laughs> best part. So we went from you really like, love that, like having a polo, right? And I like made this little joke about like taking the cheesiest like Instagram photo of us all jumping, and it was fully a joke, and none of us anticipated doing it. And as soon as my feet came off the ground, he was in. Oh, he loved it. He was it. like, "Let's go." He's all go higher, so it looks like you're jumping in the cliffs behind, like you can't see their floor. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I was like, "We're gonna fall off the cliff, dog." <laughs> we went so into it. We yeah. went so from straight it. professional to a bunch of twelve-year-olds. It <laughs> was a good moment. No time at all. We're all nice and sweaty. Yeah, Wilson's farm. You have to go straight up the oh, mountain, yeah. and then it's kind of has a backside and a top side, and you can see the lake. That was. I mean, yeah. That's that's your intro. Is like straight up the mountain with the baby puppy and uh, that that little boy who's been there every single year. I've watched him grow up as well. Him and Marvelli are like the two who are always there, and he just like sweeps up the farm for Wilson. He's like a cousin or a nephew or something like that. He's the next generation. He is, but Wilson never talks about it. It's almost like he just kind of like shows up every time. And anyway, I think he, I think he thinks I'm just like the white guy, which is funny, but I'm down. 
I'm like always getting him on my camera and he, I'd be, I went him over. I get a smile every time, but it takes a minute. He tries to play tough. Yeah. He, um, so we go from there, which was amazing. So yes. the thing that was, uh, impactful for me this year is we connected Wilson. Wilson's got a farm that's bigger than Captain Cloud. And we've known he was going to outgrow us. And we want to continue to grow and buy as much of his coffee as possible. But he's, he's got and will have close to 100, 100 bags on a good year. And that's a lot of coffee to buy for us as a company who's nearly five years old. And I wanted to show him as we were unable to buy the rest of his coffee that he wasn't going to have to worry about finding partners, nor was Ben Hameen. And so prior to this, I'd reached out to some amazing coffee companies, Aloha in Hawaii, uh, Stobel and Chico and uh, Vertigo, our friends over in San Juan Batista to see if they'd be interested, send them samples and everything. And they all agreed to buy the remainder of Wilson's coffee. So it was really meaningful to have that conversation and not be like, hey, we're not gonna be able to buy all your coffee this year dot, dot, dot versus we're not going to be able to buy all your coffee, but we have people who are in our community that are going to pick up the rest of this. And I vouch for them essentially, and they want to start relationships here. So you're covered. And as we grow, we'll just kind of slowly but surely either take it back or continue to invest in more of the community. And that to me was just not even humble bragging, full brag. It felt really felt really good to take care of that for them. I could see the excitement in your eyes with so every conversation that happened. And when you're in the cafe and you walk in and you're like, oh, I like arranged this like thing with these other coffee shops and we're selling extra bags for Wilson Morales. It all feels super official. Yeah. And like there's paperwork being signed or like, like things are happening in that way. Sure. And what I realized was it was just you calling your friends at other coffee shops (laughs) and like picking up your phone. Like you were texting your mom being like, yo, I got this super good coffee and I got this farmer who's worth the time. And then every time somebody would lock in, it was like you would hit like, You'd hit the lottery. I mean, you literally were jumping out of your chair at one point, shouting because somebody they was my, like, "My coin on Bitcloud." Yeah, <laughs> wow. Did you back no. the whole trip, but no. <laughs> <laughs> or it was like, "We got that pineapple express. You gotta buy some. It's so good." <laughs> well, it was like essentially, I just saw how much joy you were getting oh. out of supporting Wilson and how how much of an actual conversation it was. Well, did you see his face when we first? Because you translated right, and so I was like, "Okay, this is." going to go well but at the same time like knowing that we're not going to buy all this coffee i could see his face start off like oh shit yep right yep and so that was the part i was most nervous about is what's going to happen when i have to tell him that and i i do feel that connected to the show that we need and people can do more that's the thing you can call your friends you can be like you want to get in on this like let's do something special why not and that part to me, I'm super passionate about. So I was really glad it went over well because I did. I watched his face go to, okay, cool. As long as you, and then he said, right, like, as long as you know you're number one, we're in this yes, together, yes. whatever you need, like, you get first dibs on the That's future. That's why, like, that, that, exa- that exact moment, he's like, I, like, it's not like he, I work for you, but, like, right. you, like, I, I do this with you. Totally. And, and I trust you that much. And, like, seeing, like, he would, like, you said that and he was like, Oh, yeah. This is why I work with you. That's cool. It was a very 
touching moment. For yeah, him. I got like, a little chicken skin going on yeah. because it, that's what it felt like to me too. I was like, and that's why I wanted to do it so bad. You could tell every time I was like, we got another one. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. It was well, more like an investment, I guess. More for Wilson though. Um, so. Also imagine getting to taste this coffee roasted by multiple different companies, you know, across the United States. It's going to be like really cool to order a couple bags elsewhere go to my hometown get it go to hawaii get it go to this is our coffee this is your coffee like we all get to experience this together from different perspectives different roasting styles that part is also super exciting and then to get them over because to me i share i love sharing experiences so i loved bringing you two over for none other than to go have an experience in another country with two people who are impacting our company so well and just to see what it's like just to watch you see and i mean even doing that through walking i mean eating at damien's table was psychotic right that was the very special moment i think in, in unbelievable the trip i mean i mean go for it i mean take it was anything. just like if if i were to take one thing away from the trip it would be the two hours around that table yeah um the way the way life is so much smaller there oh And to be able to sit around a table and have a conversation with people that you don't know very well, because I didn't know them, and to comfortably be able to sit in silence for more than 30 or 40 seconds at a time, knowing that nobody's waiting on the next text message or television program or bit of work, that was hugely impactful for me. It was Mm. like, we're just sitting in this moment together and you could feel how important it was Mm -hmm. and it felt comforting. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on top of that, we were there just experiencing the food that they eat on a regular basis. They were sharing some of the, like the way they roast coffee with us yeah, and what their coffee was on the farm, which is not what the coffee that we drink here in the States is like. Yeah. And so... It was a two-hour tour of everyday life. Wasn't that a trip? Really nice. Well, and that's where we found out that Damien's wife needed surgery. Yeah. Which she just had, by the way, thanks to the Best Friends Club. So all of you who support the Best Friends Club, you've heard us talk about it on a previous podcast. Maybe Mr. Weiser can drop a link into it. But she had gallbladder surgery because of the extra help. And that was we found out that night that that was one of the things – on the table and she, she they run that farm like right we found out we i knew but you found out at the table they will talk you through like this is a husband wife kids cousins we go pick it we go fertilize like when the time comes we go do this all together we don't get other people he was also super supportive of his wife and yeah. was fully repping her as his partner like a manager right right and he she, he's like basically she's indispensable on this yep. farm mm-hmm. and it was really nice to see somebody just fully supporting somebody else in that way. Yeah. It was really interesting, though, because I had asked him before when we were walking around and talking, like, what are your dreams? Like, what are you looking to do? Like, what's next level for you? Like, right. what, are you, what, are you, like what are you aiming for, right? And he told me all these things about how he wants to improve his coffee and what he wants to do and, like, what he wants to use his money and what's his, like, next plan. But he really didn't say anything about his wife at all mm-hmm. and it wasn't until he invited us he's like he's like are you guys staying like we we asked him i mean we're like are we staying for dinner and then like damien's like of course you're staying for dinner yeah. like yeah like you're gonna you're gonna stay and yeah. we have we you come, here yeah. Staying. yeah yeah and he's like you have to stay here it's a for tradition dinner. we do the dinner now the last two years right and mm-hmm. then yeah. that's when we found that out it wasn't because he was gonna like expose that and like say mm-hmm. i need help for this and then 
even though he he wants to make better coffee, obviously, because right. it means a lot of things for him, like more money, like more longevity and so Absolutely. forth. But this is the actual thing he needed, mm -hmm. what he was weighing. Like, imagine, do I spend this money helping my wife or make better coffee? It's like, now he doesn't have to choose. Yeah. And he wasn't going to put that on us, right? No. He wasn't he trying wasn't to put it on us. We literally exactly. just sat down around the kitchen table mm -hmm. with him, and he was talking with us as if he would have been talking to one of his like close relatives. Yeah. Yep. That's what it felt like. Yeah. That's exactly what and it And then we jumped in the truck and giggled our way up the four-wheel drive hill with <laughs> Marvely and Damien, and, and it rained on us it for a quick minute. That was a great moment. And... And then we hiked up to Quetzales, which is uh, where he's got a bunch of bourbon planted that next year we'll probably get our first little taste of. Um, and we got to stay in Benjamin's little apartment for the first time ever on the Rambutan farm, which was cool, too. And normally we stay somewhere else. But, yeah, you, you both traveled really easy. We just go, right? It was like, get up, go, handle our business. But those days are long. And we only see two people. And you only see two people. But you're in the moment the whole time. Those moments, and that is great about Honduras. Two people. We visit two people, and an entire day goes by. That's it. Yeah. Two human beings, right? And it's like four to six hours per person, and, and that's all you do. What that translates is 12 hours a day for four days in a row mm -hmm. before we get back to just decompress. Right. I mean, it was, we, and that's the way I prefer to travel and going into this trip not knowing what you guys traveled like and then finding out that we could go hard all day every day that's my do and like hike hike it was proper hiking it was great yeah. i was i couldn't have asked for better travel partners yeah yeah that was actually that was great too and it is always a cool surprise you two killed it and it was fun it was really easy we're most we're gonna have to do multiple parts of this because there are a lot of stories that are going to come out just from us talking that are going to go long and it's totally worth sharing them so we're going to maybe have to do like a mini series, but Levi, Herman, great people. Come see them in our cafes and uh, shout them out on your Instagrams and worlds. Whatever that means. Doesn't even matter. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you next time. You all are the greatest. Stay gold. <laughs> I got so many pictures of my feet on my Instagram these days, so don't connect unless you want to see that. Thanks for listening, y'all. This podcast is an extension of our mission to inspire connection by creating memorable experiences. If you want to get more acquainted with what we do, you can go on over to catandcloud.com. There you'll find a little bit of everything. If you want coffee, we got coffee there. If you want to be directed to some other magic media, basically it's your hub for all things cat and cloud. If you want to dive in on a deeper level, we do have a Patreon. It's $5 a month, about the price of a latte each month. You get a peek behind the scenes of what we do here, unpacking some of the ideas that we talk about during this podcast, rants and raves, Q&As, Jared and I just talking shit together. Biased opinion, yes, but I think it's a lot of fun. So thanks for listening. Go out and inspire someone to do something amazing. Bye. Hey.